Hey, what's up, guys, and welcome back to the Inside View Real Estate Podcast. I'm here with the beautiful, suave Mr. Josh Zuniga, and today we're going to be talking about how to make some money in 2021 in real estate. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, I'm Josh Zuniga, co-founder of the Inside View Real Estate Podcast, where we give you bite-sized pieces of information and give you an inside look on all the major topics, whether you're an investor, buyer, seller, or flipper. Stay tuned. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you. Hey, uh, look, we're going to get right into it. And this is probably one of the topics I've been waiting for for quite some time now is I'm how to make some goddamn money in 2021 in real estate. And look, there's plenty of ways to do it. But I think people need some direction. They need some somebody to hold them accountable and say, look, you need to actually do this shit. But they're, they're afraid to pull the trigger. They're afraid. To, I don't know why that is. I don't think it's because they just, they need somebody like Josh Stuniga who's going to help them actually accomplish some real estate goals. So, Josh, 2021, what are you doing right now to make some money? I'm doing everything. I'm, like doing, as, I'm doing as much as I can. Give me four things. <clears throat> four things. And these are the major four things that anybody can tap into. You know, And I know there's a lot of people that says, oh, do I need a real estate license to do X, Y, and Z? And it's like, not necessarily, okay? You can be involved in real estate and you actually have um, a good set or actually create a good setting for yourself as far as what your real estate portfolio can be in one of four ways. And I will name them. Wholesaling. Wholesaling is a big one, especially here within Arizona. And that, do you need a license? And you do not need a license. That's okay. a lot of what people don't know. You do not need a real estate license for, to go in wholesaling. We can hold a whole video on that. Flips. Yep. Flips is something that Carl and I do quite a bit here within Arizona. God, I hate them. Yeah. But I love them. <clears throat> I hate, I hate them and love them. Like it's, it's fun to actually yeah. do the process, but people don't know what the actual what the actual process is and it's it's it sucks it's, yeah it can, it, it can be time consuming it can be a very stressful to do it right yeah to do it right and actually you know go through the city and do all kind of crazy stuff you know so that's a whole nother video as well airbnbs yep the good the bad and the ugly with airbnbs oh everybody so yeah everybody thinks that they're actually really really sexy and there's like amazing we're making all this money but they don't know the background of actually being an airbnb host dude i have got stories for and days. we have plenty of stories that we stories can share with you days. at another date you know for those and also investing in a rental properties whether it's single family or multifamily. those are the four that's not so sexy though. yeah yeah they're not but they they make money right right they make money that's the biggest thing so let's touch base a little bit on like each one of those it started with wholesale wholesaling see here's why I like wholesaling because there's very limited risk and so understanding that you know you as a consumer can go out right now and you can find properties that are off market that are distressed sellers so what is a distressed seller somebody that needs to sell pretty quickly probably needs to sell the house house as is it's a situation maybe they inherited it and you know it has been maintained for 20 or 30 years maybe it's a hoarder house maybe it's a trustees you know situation I love hoarder houses <laughs> they're scary like, stuff, legitimately yeah. though yeah they're scary stuff but I've had some of my best returns on hoarder houses. Uh, and I've done homes, so. by the way, that on, there's one on Hearn specifically that every other wholesaler looked at it and was like, no fucking way. And I bought it and I made really good money on it. And I've yeah. got pictures before and after. It's shocking. But you don't need to have a real estate license to do this. So you can go out there and knock on doors and be like, hey, do you need to sell your house quick? You know, and you can look at the house and be like, yeah, this thing hasn't been maintained in quite some time. Knock on the door and say, look, you know, are you in a situation where you want to go rent for a little bit? You know, are you in a situation where you need to sell the house? You know, is the roof caving in? You know, get your get your family out of this shithole and let's put you in a nice rental, you know, and take the equity out. You can do that. You get it under contract and then you can do what's called an assignment. And that assignment is basically where you make the money. So you can assign it to Josh Zuniga or myself. We'll buy it. Yeah, we, you know, we're looking to buy more homes. So you get on contract for 300000 we'll buy it for three fifty. Yeah. Bam, you make that $50,000 difference because you knocked on a couple of doors. But the cool thing about wholesaling is there's not a lot of risk. Yes, you're going to have to put some money into 
to escrow and to, for earnest money. Maybe it's 500 bucks, maybe it's $1,000, so you don't need a lot of money to start in wholesaling. So a couple of resources for you if you do wholesaling, Cody Sperber, the clever investor, uh, my personal mentor, he's somebody that has mentored me. He's um, great wealth guy. of knowledge, guys. Yeah, wealth guys. Of knowledge. You know, he's got some courses out right now. That not, it's not a testimonial, it's not an endorsement. But he's got some really good courses that you can do some wholesaling. Yeah, and, and guys, and when I first got into real estate, wholesaling was like the one of the things that I knew that I had to use as far as one of my tools and arsenals to actually be you know, a, a wonderful agent here, but also get deals for me as far as flips, and we'll talk about that next. Yep. But like Carl was saying, essentially it's flipping paper. You're find, like I said, you're finding a distressed seller. You're, he says, hey, I can give you 300 but at the end of the day, you know that, hey, I can probably assign this and for like 310 or 320 and make that small little spread within there. But if you say, say you close one at 10000 you said you did one a month. Dude, and you don't need a mortgage for it. People exactly. think they need credit. You don't you need don't. credit. You don't need a mortgage. All you need is like 500 bucks or 1000 bucks to put it into escrow. Yeah. And, you know, technically you need zero dollars. Yeah. <clears throat> and, but that's, like you said, if you do close one, one a month at $10,000, that's $120,000. That can change somebody's life. Yeah, for sure. And that can just be side income and you can still continue to do your job. Yes. You know, doing outside of that. Now there's definitely a lot more to go Risk, into as far as, yeah, yeah, there's there, some yes. different things you have to talk about as far as wholesaling and you don't really know how to actually talk to people and negotiate. It was one of the biggest things in negotiating because you can walk into somebody that's already distressed, probably in a very sensitive situation and you, and then for them to open up to you and say, Hey, I'm going to, I want to buy your house. Well, who are you? One, how the hell did you get my number? Why are you knocking on my door? Yep. Just like if they were to if they were, um, call their phone and be like, why are you calling me? Yep, right. Totally. So that's a little bit of on wholesale flips. Let's talk into that. So my family has been doing flips for over 15 years. I took it kind of like from my family's model I learned like 10, 15 years ago. And then five years ago is when I really started to put my own uh, stamp on things. And I do flips for my family. I do flips for myself. And I do flips for other investors. Carl's been doing it for around the same time. Uh, my family's been doing it. I think he's, get, he's got probably a little bit more, a few years on me. But flips is a wonderful way for actually, you're one of those buyers of, from those wholesalers, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, so, <clears throat> so there's still enough meat on the bones for when you buy it from a wholesaler. And then after you put in the rehab, and then you put reset, and you actually go for resale. Retail. Yeah. Retail. Thank you. Uh, retail. You actually make some money as well. So that's how she'll know another fun one as well. Yeah, and keep in mind that you know that is probably the most risky part of this entire process. You know, so somebody that's buying it from a wholesaler is taking on the risk and saying, "Hey, look, the market's not going to change substantially in the next two to three months. However long it takes to get that thing done, you know, I'm buying the house as is. There's not a whole lot of warranties. There's not a whole lot of disclosures. That is why we compensated the money that we do. Hopefully." you know, if this comes out and works out into our advantage. So, yeah, you're going to put, you know, money into the rehab. You're going to have to put money down to actually purchase the property. Sometimes it's 15 20 25%, 30% down, depending on your hard money lender. Yep. You know, and then you need to put the money down for the rehab, too. So it can be a little bit more complicated. Guys, if you're going to do flips, flips and rehabs, you should know the building codes. You should be pulling permits. You should be doing everything by the book because that is your brand. That is your reputation, and I guarantee that's far more uh, valuable than the you know, $1,000 worth of permits and inspections that you need, right? And so understanding what that looks like, you know, that is the most risky part of the, everything you could do here, in my opinion, inside of real estate. What is the third way we can make some money? Airbnbs, baby. <clears throat> Airbnbs, you know, obviously came into the market, what was it 2014 mm, to 15 or was it? So I've been doing it for four years. Just you've been, you've been doing it for now, four, four years, years. right. And so, you know, I got into it in 2017, realistically, probably 2015 or 2014. Right. But it started out as a couch surfing app. Right, and so literally, there was a guy that was like, "I just want to, you know, surf couches," and then it became into what it is today, where it's really a, a, a true hospitality platform, international. Right, it's one of the biggest. It's beautiful. It's you know, a genius idea. It's right, unbelievable. And so, you know, 
it's, it's pretty interesting. There is a lot of money to be made in Airbnb. Understanding though, that you've gotta be unique. You've gotta be unique, you know, and so you can't have just a run in the middle shithole property and expect to cash flow on that. You're gonna have to put a little bit of time, a little bit of effort into design. There are some really good shows on Netflix um, that go through this process. You know, there was a, a filming down in Australia where they broke down all the individual units and really tore them apart. And, and to see the logistics of how to get a good Airbnb up and running is kind of, kind of interesting. And again, there's a little bit of risk in there. You know, if we have another incident like we did with COVID, when COVID first hit, my properties took a massive hit. We yeah. had zero bookings for like six or eight weeks. But then, you know, it went the other way where nobody could travel internationally and we, it was all domestic travel. We were booked 100%, right? And the rates came up. So it's so difficult to tell you. I, I yeah. just, you know, that's like, a whole episode, And like so. you were saying, guys, you know, Airbnb sounds sexy, but you have to realize once you're going into an Airbnb, you're creating a business. And people, I think a lot of people don't really know or understand what kind of business you're going into, you know, as far as that. Now you're in the hospitality, you know, industry, right? But you also need to know how to market, brand, and advertise your own properties. And Carl was very, very specific on that. And he said, you need to make them unique. And why I always say, you need to make them sexy. I was like, if you, people have, you know, literally seconds to decide, scrolling through the photos, is this something, is this a where I want to stay? What amenities do they have? You know, what does it have to offer? How many bedrooms? And you might even have to go through a little rehab process with that, you know, as well. And obviously putting in nice furniture, quality stuff, mm -hmm. you know, to actually get to that, get to that point where people are actually saying like, hey, this is one that's a super host. It's really nice. I want to book this one. And you have to continuously worry about all of those bookings. If you're not marketing, you know, you know, outside of like Airbnb and maybe VRBO, creating your own social media profiles, totally, yeah. which is a smart idea if you, you know, get into one of those, yep. you know, you're just leaving money on the table and you do not want to have any vacancy in those Airbnbs, right? Totally. And they're also not a sexy side because now you're also a property manager. Yeah, that's and that's like that's the one where I hear phone calls and I hear you know horror stories you know from dude, Carl I, so all the time. We got robbed three times this year. Three, three times. times to clean this out. Oh my By the God. way, if you're gonna do Airbnbs, never let the guests use your uh, garage because they will park a moving truck in there and they will load up your Airbnb and then they will pull out in the middle of the night. And that's what happens. Whoa! You know? so I didn't. I didn't even know that. That is insane, yeah. man. That yeah. is absolutely insane. And you deal with a lot of poopies. I'm just gonna say it. Yeah, poopies. a lot of a lot of poops. There's some yeah, poop involved. Yeah, there's a lot. You know? <laughs> think about it. Like, think about, there's a lot of parties. People throw parties. They want to have yeah. fun. They're on vacation, so they don't treat the property like yeah, it's theirs. It's, and uh, they destroy it. This is gross. This is gross. Yeah, we so, <laughs> we won't go down that path. That's not very sexy. Right. You no know else isn't sexy, but I love. It's not poopy. What is it long term rentals? Long term rentals. That is a wonderful strategy that I know he is involved in, and that is one that I am involved in. Like I was saying in a previous episode before, I have already a portfolio that I've been working on, and it's going to grow and expand over the next 10 or 15 years. So when in the next 10 or 15 years, I can look back and say all this cash flow and all this residual income is now paying for my life and my family and my lifestyle. And now we have a lot of more freedom, right? And that's one of the biggest things when you want to say make money in real estate, you want to make money so you can actually have more freedom to spend time doing uh, more things that you love and spending it more with your family. But rental properties can go one of two ways. You can go single family or another good route is also single or multifamily, yep. correct? I love multifamily because there's a little bit of diversity built into it. You know, so like let's take a single family home for instance here. Yeah. And usually what happens is, you know, you've got a, a tenant and say they're there for two years. You know, it's probably about the average time a tenant lives in the house. But then there's a weird gap for about a month before the next tenant takes over. Well, that's, you know, like 5% of your income is gone because there's a gap there. But with multifamily, you know, you can actually turn them over pretty quick and there's a little bit of diversity. So if you've got four units, 
maybe only one of those units at any given time might be vacant. You know, and so understanding that that diversity is really going to help you with cash flow. Yeah. You know, and so that's why I like multifamily. Um, and I'm, I'm a big fan of multifamily. And I'll let you know one of the strategies that I have, because obviously if I have rental properties, say single family, have 10, you know, all around the valley, that's 10 different properties, 10 different locations, 10 different mortgages. If once yeah, at the point in time, and this is a strategy that I've coached and that I, I'm actually going to be implementing, sell all 10, you know, become cash heavy, and then actually invest it into one multifamily and actually have 10 units. Now I have one location, one property manager, and one mortgage. Yes. And that really just eases a lot of the pressure, you know, off of you. So you don't have to worry about everybody you know, hey, I need a handyman over here. I need somebody to do this. I need somebody to do that. You have everything all in one location, and it's beautiful, and it works out very, very well. And that is one. These are four beautiful ways that you can make money within real estate. Starting today, guys. Just got to get aggressive. Today, like I said, don't be on the offensive. Don't be on the defensive. Don't be like, oh, I wish I would have done that five years ago. Yeah, it's too late. There's a lot of things that I wish I would have done five years ago, but I'm doing it now because I know that is important. Yes. If I want to create a wonderful lifestyle and a wonderful, you know, uh, life for my family and create more time freedom, this is something you guys need to start and start working on now. Yeah, and go back and listen to the podcast where we talked about equity, you know, uh, I think it was like two weeks ago. Yeah. And really getting into that, right, understanding how to actually use leverage, how to use dumb banks and let them, you know, give you money basically at free. Uh, to leverage yourself, you know, yeah. and do it smartly. Yeah, I and mean, like I said, do it smart. You know, get with the get with the property advisors, Carl or I. We're happy to sit down with you and exactly see what is the best way for you to actually spend, uh, use your money, and put it to work. If you guys want additional information for that, guys, please feel free to reach out to us. You have all of our information in the contact description below. Uh, we're happy to sit down with you and speak with you and see exactly what are some of the best options for you and your family. So I hope there was a, go- a lot of good value and a lot of good education you know, from this podcast episode. But stay tuned for the next one. We're happy to see you, and we love you. Stay tuned.